represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. everyone thank goodness yep i was tired this morning again i'm sure (laughs) but it is friday so get ready for the weekend everybody yep a little bit cooler out there this morning it is a lot cooler uh no furnace on at my house no air conditioning on at my house uh but you know i actually got the windows open uh, we were going to, but Jim said it was going to get down to in the oh, it 40s, was, and it's like, uh-uh, nope, yeah. we don't need that. <laughs> it was 40 when I came in this morning, so, yeah, it was chilly. Yeah. Not ready for that, are you? No, not at all. I don't think any of us are. But we'll get by. We're going to talk about Halloween today. Coming up, we're going to have some students in from John Glenn High School and Mr. Morton, um, who was... I, I don't. I don't want to say he was the founder, but he was the superintendent when this whole crazy weekend kicked off. So we're going to be talking about them because it kicks off tonight, and it'll be a crazy weekend over in John at at Walkerton at yeah. John Glenn High School. So we're going to find out all about that today. I believe they have a home football game tonight. Oh, that makes mistaken. it even harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a request. The Reese Grand Reopening is looking for a searchlight. If anybody has any connections or knows anybody that has even rented a searchlight in the past, they are trying to find a searchlight for next Saturday's event that they can put up at the corner and have it going in the sky. You know, it's just that, you know, attraction type thing. So if Anybody out there knows where there is a searchlight, let us know, and we will get that forwarded information on to them. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen those in recent years no. anywhere, but... Well, it's because we stopped having Japanese planes flying over the uh, <laughs> city, so we don't need them anymore well i think they probably have them out in hollywood but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. yeah we don't have a lot of you know huge events around here that well, but there might be a place that, like a, a rental place that might have one but they have not been able to find one so far so they are looking for a searchlight well there's got to be a reason so if you've got a connection hey what about those mag light things they sell on uh television that, that are supposedly, says don't don't yeah. shine up into the airplanes yeah, and you could you <laughs> could run you can run over it with a car and it doesn't hurt it and that kind of stuff we, well we get like a, a bundle of 10 of them yeah. or 20 of them together and then together. have somebody just stand yeah. there and go back and forth yeah Get a volunteer <laughs> to just stand and wave it in the air i think that would work see i'm a problem solver Oh, That's yes, what you I are. do. I'm a problem solver. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, before we get into our show, there's um, a couple of things I definitely want to 
chit chat about uh, quickly. I'm going to start on the bottom of the list and work our way up today. The amateur radio operators, that's the ham radio operators, that's what my dad was. Indiana's District 2 Emergency Communication Team is going to hold a simulation emergency training, which is called a SET, S-E-T, exercise on Saturday, October the 1st. Um, And it's going to uh, do, you know, like a a weather-related supercell type, you know, that's going to have this extremely big rainfall and flooding along the St. Joe Rivers, the Elkhart River, the Yellow River here. Um, numerous lightning strikes and uh, just damaging infrastructure in several counties. And so what what they're trying to do is to be able to, you know, they would be the communication link because they don't need those big towers they don't need internet they yeah. don't need electricity they can run off of generators yep. and those kind of things so that's going to be happening from one o'clock until three o'clock next saturday at the uh, marsh county emergency operations center um, and it is I upstairs think at the county yep, building yep that's where they have it so um i just think it's it's a good thing for people to know that we have a backup and you know they're they're is the possibility that infrastructure can go down. We all know, I mean, we've all been without internet at one time or another. We've all had a a point where our cell phone didn't work. You know, what happens if both of those things happen at the same time? Well, they do sometimes at my house. (laughs) Um, You know, there have to be other ways to get communication, and that's what the ham radio operators are all about. So. That's going to be happening next weekend. They can operate under very primitive circumstances. Yes, they can. And keep communication open. Across the country yep. and worldwide. Yep. Uh, also, I, I did a quick story for Operation Quiet Comfort. This is a 501c3 um, that provides emotional and moral support through care packages that are sent to our military men and women. Um, and obviously, they they send monthly packages That include hygiene and grooming products, some clothing, some entertainment things, and foods. But right now, they are gearing up to send 2,000 Christmas stockings filled with all kinds of goodies um, to the troops. And so, um, for a $10 donation, you can fill a stocking. And a stocking will have in it um, a pair of socks, a puzzle book, and a pen hand and toe warmers, a beef stick, a granola bar. Um, There'll be some holiday candies in there. And then there will be some Christmas cards in there. And so for a $10 donation, you can fill one stocking. You can donate via PayPal. And I put the information on our website. If you go to operationquietcomfort.com, you will find it there. And the, the connection is working. So you can donate through PayPal. You can also mail a check to Operation Quiet Comfort at 17671 13th Road here in Plymouth. And on the check, they ask that you notate holiday so they know that that's what you're paying for. You can also drop off checks at WTCA or ask for flowers in downtown Plymouth. The deadline for collecting donations is October the 31st, the financial donations. They are going to be actually packing on Saturday, October the 29th, beginning at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
Anybody is welcome to come out and volunteer. If you can come for an hour or two, or if you can come for three or four hours, that's fine. Um, The packing happens at Huyen's home, which is located at 17671 13th Road. Um, And they're going to serve lunch, so you're going to get lunch while you're there too. And it's just a really fun event. Now, this year there are a few things that you can actually donate to help out with this cause. So if you want to go shopping instead of make a cash donation, they are looking for hot chocolate, the the packets of hot chocolate. So, you know, you buy a box and yeah. it has all the little packets in it. You just add the hot water and you got hot chocolate. So yeah. they're looking for hot chocolate packets, lip balm, and men's white or black cruise socks. So those are the things that they're looking for. Now, they are always accepting any size of Ziploc baggies. They use every single size from the little snack size all the way up to the gallon ones. Mm -hmm. Um, They use to send items. They package them in there, especially if there are liquid or powdered items. They put them in a bag so that in case something would happen and it would explode or whatever, that it wouldn't ruin the whole rest of the, the stocking or the box or whatever. They also um, are in need of Christmas cards. So if you could write a cheery holiday message of encouragement, and you only have to come up with one message. If you've got a box of 10 or 20 cards, just write that little message on each one of those cards. They will separate the cards so that the same person doesn't get the you know the same right. card from, and has the same message on it from you know three or four different people. Sure. Yeah, they they mix them all up so that that happens. So, um, and if you do cards, don't put the the Christmas card in an envelope. Give them the envelope because they w- they use those envelopes for other care packages that they send with a, a notepad so that the troop has an envelope to send back a letter to back home. So, right. um, but the Christmas cards just go. Just drop them off in a baggie here um, or ask for flowers. or And you can drop off the envelopes, too, if you want. The You can drop off the hot chocolate packets and the lip balm and the men's white or black crew socks. They must mm-hmm. be crew socks. Also, they're always looking for click pens. So that's the pen that has the button at the top that clicks it open and closed, open and closed. Mm-hmm. The cap ones... You lose the cap, and then oh, they, yeah, you know yeah. you put the pen in your pocket. You get ink all over your clothes. Yeah. So a click, a click pen. So just, just you know, for people who may want to, you know, start thinking about the holidays. Here, here's a chance to get get in the holiday spirit already. Sure. Yeah. If you go to the stores, they're already there. So yeah, they are. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's moving Christmas stuff in in the uh, yes. garden section of Walmart. Exactly. Makes me angry. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. But yeah, it's and I, need, I needed some garden stuff the other day. And they, <laughs> I got the very last box of what I was looking for. I can't remember. It was some kind of light bulbs or something. Maybe it was for the oh, grill. We, we had to go out. Um, we got some of those solar lights to put yeah, out at the cemetery. Think, yeah. And uh, we went out, um, and they, they're, we're in a like a clearance aisle type situation. Yeah. There weren't very many, so I know exactly what you mean. I forget what I was getting. Maybe it was a, tw- no, it wasn't a tool. It was something for the grill. 
Hmm. And I go back there and... There wasn't a big choice. Yeah, it was... (laughs) There wasn't much back there. I don't know where they're taking it, but you remember how that whole back section is just full of stuff. Wall to wall. Garden stuff. And they had all but like one row out of there. I'm like... Well... I guess people don't do a lot of gardening in the winter but they, here. But so. you, there are people who grill year round. I do, but um, I'm I'm talking about stuff like bird seed and bird feeders, and because well, I had to buy one of those too. People feed the birds year round, right? But, but yeah, they had everything moved. But out no, of there. you've got to have the ornaments and the stockings and the garland and the Christmas lights and all that stuff. No, you don't. We kind of just skipped over Halloween and Thanksgiving and jumped right into Christmas now. Let's remember the reason for the season, shall we? That would be nice. Yeah, that's getting (laughs) gifts on December 25th. That's the reason for the (laughs) season. it's not. It's not? No. You're baffling me. I thought that's exactly what it was about. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, This morning, the governor of Indiana has asked businesses and residents across the state to lower their flags to half staff uh, until sunset on Monday. Um, from sunrise to sunset on Monday. This is in honor of remembering Richard Richmond Police Officer Sierra Burton, who passed away uh, as a result of being a police officer. She was shot in the line of duty. And so um, on Monday, if you can please uh, put your flag at half staff, uh, they're asking the the whole state to do that, which I think is really nice. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, Last week, the Plymouth Board of Public Works and Safety, during their meeting, uh, Plymouth Police Chief Dave Bacon was granted permission to extend a conditional offer of an employment to Richard Aelia, who um, the chief says he's an officer. Uh, from another department in the county and would be a great asset to our department. Uh, He's actually an officer from the sheriff's department. I mean, we might as well just put it out there. He's moving from the sheriff's department to the city of Plymouth. Um, But the the Board of Public Works and Safety approved that request. They also got an update from Jim Marquette, the street superintendent, about the technical urbanism project that uh, the city, the, the Complete Streets Committee wants to do at the intersection of Michigan and Garrow Street. And basically what it is, it's a temporary thing, kind of similar to what happened down by the Coffee yeah. Lodge last fall. Um, they are going to be bringing out the curbs at the four corners, which makes the pedestrian crossing shorter, which allows people to get through there faster. It also slows traffic down. And... um. So they did get approval from INDOT to put in a temporary and give it a try to see what it looks like. And I'm sure INDOT will be watching that because Michigan Road is State Road 17. And that's why we have to have INDOT approval to make a change like that. Um, So now that we have that permission, unfortunately, the materials that are used to mark out those temporary areas, um, MACOG is using them somewhere else right now. They're actually from MACOG. And they've got them somewhere else. But the plan is still this fall, within the next few weeks, you're going to see that one intersection in downtown change um, for about a month, a couple of weeks to a month, um, to see how you know people react to it, how traffic reacts to it, and possibly in the future, some changes. 
Uh, I will tell you that uh, City Councilman Dwayne Culp did question Marquette about semi-truck traffic and having difficulties turning at that intersection. And um, Jim Marquette did say that it would make it tighter. Um, But Councilman Jeff Huyen said, what we will put in, he is a member of also the Complete Streets Committee, and what they will put in does fit into the state's standards so for turning rate you know the, the for state standards and, and Jim Marquette said the, the where the truck is going that business just needs to tell the driver go to a different intersection get there a different way you don't have to use that intersection i mean they could turn at our intersection at washington and michigan instead and go to where they need to go or they could turn at Laporte in Michigan and turn. They wouldn't have to use that intersection. I'm sure it's impossible, but is there a way they could get on whoever does GPS and tell them, "Hey, uh, I, d- I doubt for one this needs to be a or different for two weeks or four weeks. I doubt that GPS would change things around. Yeah, yet. well, I'm not sure uh, if we. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm spacing out. If we uh, uh, finally do it, though, I'm thinking if GPS could... Do they do that at all? I don't know. I'm not sure. Like if you have a a road that's... That you're going to do something like that. temporarily going to be closed. And then you you decide to make the change like down there. I mean, somehow like the state does sometimes because, I mean, we travel and it'll say road construction ahead. Right. Slow traffic or something. Well, I was was thinking more if they do decide to change that, can they get – because GPS won't change. There's some way to go that way. I I mean, it it would still be eventually – If I mean, if that intersection was shrunk like that, um, it – it would be a permanent, you know, right. if it worked, it would be a permanent change. And so and that is automatically made, or I, how does that work? I would assume, yeah, every so In fact, our okay. son-in-law told us we need to update our GPS in our car. <laughs> um, <laughs> he I, was supposed to help us do that. but I, I, I'm just thinking, back in the day, I used to give directions to truckers coming into to our loading dock. Oh, sure. They would call, and it, yeah. it, every day I'd get at least three, because there'd usually be three different drivers for whoever was picking up, and they wasn't the regular guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I doubt that they ever call. I think they probably oh, just no, plug it into their GPS, GPS and, and right. you can send it out as often as you want and remind the trucking company or whoever, and well, they'll tell, the yes, they'll tell their the drivers, thing. except... Yeah. <laughs> If it's a new guy that's never delivered here before, which happens a lot, have they got the memo? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I see individual trucks downtown all the time that obviously are in a place they really didn't want to be, but GPS sent them there. Uh, yeah, I've seen that too. And, and now, there's the, now they're like, like how? Uh, I mean, you can even, I don't know if a truck has a body language, but if it does, <laughs> it's saying, why did you go this way? And now it's what like, do I do? It's like your your wife in the next seat. Why did you go this way? This is not the way we should have gone. You should have checked before. You should have asked directions. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it. that's the thing is that, you know, you got guys that shift in and out of those if they go every day or they're they're regular they they know it they'll fit you know they'll they'll figure that out but if it's just somebody that's filling in and 
some of those places have enough deliveries and and pickups that you know you could end up with at least three or four trucks a day that are in that area that maybe number one don't you know, want to be but shouldn't be. I, I'm trying to think though in the downtown area anymore. We really don't have that kind of, you know, back when Hawthorne Melody was here yeah. and Coca-Cola was right. bottling here. You had more truck traffic. Right, down but here. now we really don't have that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe a truck goes over to the restore once in a while. I don't know. And and drops off That probably not be a semi kind of truck. Yeah. And it, but the thing is, with these temporary things, they are made out of plastic. So right. if the truck turns and the trailer hits a pole over, it's not going to hurt anything. It's plastic. It's yeah. not going to damage the truck. It's not going to damage the pole. It's plastic. It's no big deal. So, uh, you know, basically, these things are just put in to be a test to see if we did this, how would it work? Yeah. How would how would traffic respond to it how would pedestrians respond to it and and how would it look in our downtown so so i was thinking more than one they did out by dairy queen because there might be truck traffic that ends up coming that way to get into wherever um the ones downtown i don't think would be any problem at all but well, like there is some business there. downtown that was definitely concerned about yeah it, so well they still know. have them uh i see them in the morning usually oh do you not well, a there's, lot. Well, but there's some. some kind of a, a larger truck that goes to the Mexican grocery store, right? And also one here. Occasionally well, and there's one, one at the brass, brass rail. rail. Actually, yeah. there's more than one. They, yes. they have uh, Stan's tru- Stan Semi comes here. Yeah, and they have uh, and the glass company too. Beer trucks that come in and stuff like that. When Anco Office used to be down here, they would get yeah. semi uh, deliveries too. Um, in the old days, you see them go down the. Uh, the alley, but they're not wide enough anymore. <laughs> That's um, too difficult. But, um, yeah, you see them early in the morning, but like a, like you said, it's usually a food place getting yes, a delivery exactly. from from their uh, suppliers. So I don't see a lot of a lot of trucks parked in front of. Well, I mean, let's face it: a lot of the businesses downtown they make what they sell. True. If you think about you it, think I mean, it, yes. you know, simply well. Um, how come I can't remember any names of the stores I pass every morning? Well, everybody gets delivery, so I mean, right. Butterfly Boutique gets UPS or right. Amazon delivery, right? But those you know, are but normal. Those are, yeah, those are like um, big, big. Pizza Bills gets deliveries. Yeah. I mean, they have product coming in, and then they make what goes out. So usually, that part of it. it's the food places that have the big trucks that come in. But you know, I was trying to think. There's at least three or four stores that sell what. There's consignment. Those aren't going to get any deliveries. Those are people bringing stuff bringing in. Bringing stuff in. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, and a lot of the other stores, they already made what's in their store. They, by hand, make it. So, <laughs> you know, I I wish I could remember. Um, Gosh, Simply Stated Gifts. Simply Stated there Gifts. You um, uh, what's the, the – oh, Nairi, Nairi, San. Ask for flowers, and now see, ask yeah. for flowers. They have to get flower delivery, yeah. but I, yeah. I don't know. It's I, probably in the alley. Yeah, I never see it's it. It's probably not that huge of a truck. Yeah, I don't think trucks are going to be an enormous problem in this case. But you know, if somebody's, it, it's a, obviously the person that complained. It's going to be an enormous problem to them. So, well, they're concerned that it will be a problem. Yeah, and I, that's. 
human. Sure, you <laughs> want to make sure. To say, why am I going to have to do yep. three times the work because somebody wants to shorten the street or whatever? I mean, I get that, but... But it's just like the roundabout. Yeah. Nobody wanted the roundabout, and oh, now everybody man. knows how to use the roundabout, and it's not an issue. Yeah, well, it better not be because I want more roundabouts. <laughs> you know, forget roads. I want roundabouts. There, I'm going to run go. for commissioner on the platform that oh. we need more roundabouts in this county, and I'm going to make it happen. Okay. You watch me. Okay. <laughs> The Board of Public Works and Safety also approved two changes. Well, one is actually a new job description, and the other one is a modification of an existing job description. They created a new position called a civilian EMTB position, uh, which is a, a workaround for a new law that was passed in July that doesn't allow civilian firefighters uh or new firefighters, it doesn't allow for civilian firefighters or new firefighters who can't qualify for the 1977 pension fund. And I think that's an age thing there. Yeah. So it's a workaround for that. Um, and this would be on the medic side, not the firefighter side. So the civilian paramedic position has now been created um, with the approval of the Board of Public Works and Safety and actually... Uh, Fire Chief Steve Hollum has an individual who is ready to accept that position. The second one was just a modification for the aviation assistant manager's position. Um, There, one of the requirements was that they had to have an active CDL license. Yeah. And that is no longer necessary. Um, Come to find out that the city had loaned the airport uh, a snowplow truck, basically, right. to plow the runway. Mm-hmm. Well, that size of a truck, you have to have a CDL. Well, the airport manager, Bill Sheely, has a CDL, but he said the piece of equipment that we'd been borrowing, we no longer have. The city got rid of it, um, even though he still has his CDL. Um, and really, if they would get that piece, something similar to that, they're driving it on the runway and on the taxiway. And in their parking lot. They're not going out on a city or a public street to take care of anything. And so, really, we don't need that. So, they took out that requirement um, that you have to have a CDL license to be the assistant aviation manager there. Which I thought was a good thing. The commissioners on Monday approved a rezoning request. This actually was for in downtown La Paz at 101 South Michigan Street in downtown La Paz. It was the blue two-story apartment building that is just immediately to the north. I think it's called the Bottle Stop. It's the liquor store right there that would have been north of Pat's Bar in the day. Um, That building was actually donated to the city, to the town uh, of La Paz um, by the widow of the owner. And the, the town then sold that piece of property with the understanding that the building had to be demolished because it was in extreme disrepair. And so Zonia and Arturo Valdez purchased that property. They have demolished the building, and they would now like to put in four two-bedroom apartments there. The problem is the property is zoned C1 Commercial. 
And so to put the apartments back, they need to have a T1, a town residential zoning. And so the Marsh County Plan Commission approved it, but the commissioners had the final say-so. So it came before the commissioners this week, um, and, it, you know, it has the, the Paz's approval, the town's approval to change that zoning. Uh, obviously, the, the property owners want it so they, they can actually build something there now. Nobody spoke during the public hearing and Roger Eckert, who is the town council president, in a letter said, you know, this project removed a problem property. Um, it's going to add to the avail available housing stock in La Paz, and it keeps the property back on the tax rolls, which is a good thing, uh, which ends up being a win for the town. And the Marsh County Commissioners approved that and actually suspended the rules and passed that uh, zoning change on all three readings. And then finally, um, over in Bourbon, the Bourbon Town Council uh, passed on first reading an ordinance amendment that ch will increase, a, a, a modest increase, uh, to the rental uses of the Matchett Center uh, over in Bourbon. Um, during a public hearing, uh, ward buyers said that uh, the facility loses an average of $11,000 a year annually between the rentals and what it actually costs to that. operate. For a town that size, that's a lot of money. Yes. And so while they don't want to make a profit, they would like it to right. be closer to yeah. breaking even. And so they are increasing the rental fees. So if you are a Bourbon Town resident, you can rent that facility for $300. If you're from out of town, it'll be $400, which seems fair. Yeah. If you're renting it for a wedding reception, it's $1,000. Triton graduation parties, they get a break. They increase that by $50 up to now it's $150. If you want to set up the night before, so your event's on Saturday, you want to come in Friday night and set up, there is now a $50 charge to come in and set up. And they did leave the refundable security deposit at $200. That did not increase. So that's been proposed. It's been passed on first reading. They will have second and third reading of that uh, ordinance amendment at their October 11th meeting. And basically, they just wanted to get the information out so that if bourbon residents had concerns or questions about it, that they had an opportunity to actually get those answered before they pass it on all three readings. And then finally, uh, members of the Plymouth Redevelopment Commission uh, got an update on the TIF, the projects that are happening down in TIF 2. So that is uh, phase two of River Park Square right. and uh, the project uh, that is going on on the bridge, the uh, pedestrian footbridge down there. So, Rusty, did you take your dog for a walk down there the other I, day? I uh, did not. You didn't? No. I specifically told you. Well, I, I didn't walk. <laughs> oh, shame on you. Uh, City Attorney Sean Cerisi said things are going well in River Park Square Phase 2. Um, they, they are still scheduled to be completed this fall. Um, currently, they are working on the concrete work for the Veterans Plaza. If you drive down there, you'll see that. Uh, the new angled parking on Garrow Street has been installed. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a little bit disappointed. I think it could have been longer and had more of it than what is there. I would like to have seen 
a lot longer stretch of it. Um, but that's just my opinion, and it's an opinion <laughs> show, so you got it. <laughs> and the new pavilion is up, so you can see that from the road, and it looks wonderful. As for the historic walking bridge, uh, the city attorney was here a couple weeks ago and gave us an update on that. Uh, there's going to be a couple of weeks delay now uh, because the fasteners that are, are used to hold the decking material, which they do have, but the fasteners are on back order. So they've got the deck decking material to put down, but they can't. They don't have the fasteners to do that. So they are waiting for that. Um, Right now, the deck railing uh, or the uh, the hand railing is being painted, and should be they should start uh, getting that installed this week and next week. Um, he did talk a little bit about lighting. There is going to be lighting on the bridge. Um, somehow along the rail, the handrail structure or something, there will be lighting there apparently, or some somewhere on the railing. I, I my only concern is don't have it too low where, you know, people can mess with it. Oh. So I don't know what that is. And then there will be lighting at each end of the bridge shining onto the bridge. So when the tree leaves fall off, I mean, it'll be a really, a, a real stand out there. Right. So instead of being finished by mid-October, it looks like the bridge will be completed uh, by the end of October instead. Okay. Very good. All right. I've done the news. All right. It is time for you to do something. Like what? A giveaway. Oh, that's right. We got tons of stuff, actually. <laughs> and I, of course, didn't get any of it out. Uh, oh, imagine that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we got, a, got an election coming up here, too. I uh, Drawing you know, speaking about, you up. just said election, though. Speaking about elections, while you're gathering the items that we're going to give away today, yeah. um, I do want to say, if there are politicians out there, my calendar, I mean, we are full for the rest of this month. And I think my first open date now is October the 10th. So if there is a politician who wants to be out there and be on the radio, it is up to you to come to me. I will not go to you and seek you out. You come to me. And uh, we'll get a date. I will tell you, um, I, I'm i going to do October more as double bookings in, if I have to. Um, but if I run out of space, it is not my fault. <coughs> and it is up to you to secure your time in a timely fashion and not me to have to make time for you, even if your competitor has been on. I do not have to make time for you to get on. I will do my very best, and that's why I'm going to double bookings next month um, to make sure that we have that ability. But, you know, please get a hold of us here at the radio station. You can call us at 574-936-4096. You can text us at 574-307-6647, or you can email us at WTCA at am1050.com, and, and we will be happy to get a time scheduled for you. We will be. Okay. And we will be giving away two one-price wristbands uh, right now. From what did the, you say we're going to give away? Two one-price 
wristbands. Two wrist pay one price bands. wristbands yes. for Halloween. Yes. So you can use them tonight. Yes. At the carnival. Yes. Or you can use them on Saturday. Yes. At the carnival. Yes. Or you can use them on Sunday. Yes. At the carnival. Yes. And if you have one kid, you can go two days. And yes. Use it for two days. Yes. <laughs> so uh, if you have two kids, you go for one day. Yes. <laughs> We've got uh, caller number five at. Nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Remember, if you've won anything from us in the last thirty days, please give somebody else a shot at these. But it's five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. A uh, coupon for two pay one price wristbands at the Halloween festival. So. Are you looking Dial. for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. Hey guys, in case you didn't know, Lincoln is holding a Lincoln Leagues event at the car wash. On Saturday, September 24th, if the weather is better that day, it is going to be on October 1st. Donations will be appreciated and will go to a charity of Lincoln Junior High's choice. You will enter through the parent pickup drop-off, and if you don't know where that is, it is south of Liberty Street. Hope to see you there. Hey, Plymouth. Surf's fiber internet is more reliable and 50 times faster than cable. Get one gig speed and two free Eero whole home Wi-Fi routers for only $85 a month. No contracts and free installation at a price that's locked for life. That's right. The price you pay today won't jump up each year like cable. We're expanding to more neighborhoods every day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Tune to FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Sherry, you're going to be having fun on the rides at Halloween. You're the winner of our pay run... I'm not even going to try to say it anymore. Pay just, one price. Yeah, pay one price. Or, <laughs> I'm, You've I'm, got two of them. I'm struggling today. <laughs> uh, anyway, that uh, well, but that's a nice segue. We have uh, 
the folks from following in here. We do, actually. Uh, Mr. Morton is with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy and Rusty. It's our annual visit. Yes, we get together every year. It's just like a Thanksgiving. There you go. We get together, yes. And um, you have a couple of students with you, and you have your co-chair with you, it looks like, today, huh? Yes, we do. They are here. All right, so we're going to start in the the other studio. If you will announce your name, uh, what grade you are, who your parents are, maybe what your future plans are or something. Okay. Hi, my name is Sophie McLaughlin. I'm a senior at John Glenn. Um, Both my parents teach at the high school. One's a math teacher, one's the ag teacher. Um, My future plans, um, I haven't decided on like where to go to college yet, but I want to major in broadcast journalism with a double minor in political science and Spanish. Wow, okay. Okay. Um, Hi, my name is Van Forsman. I am a senior. My parents are Angie and Steve Forsman. I would, I'm going to go to college, but I'm undecided yet. I still don't really know. But I would like to study business administration. Okay. And then Lisa? <laughs> you don't have to tell us <laughs> what grade you're in or anything about oh, your that's parents. Good. That's good. <laughs> um, what do you, you, I assume you have a position at the school, though. Um, I do not. I used to uh, work in the superintendent's office. I was the superintendent's secretary for eight years. I left in 2020, moved to Indianapolis for a couple of years for our – my husband and I have two grown boys now. Um, we recently moved back to the area in May, and so, of course, you know, kind of got pulled back into the, the following fest, which has been a lot of fun. So can't escape John Glenn for very long. <laughs> Mr. Morton, did you have some arm twisting to do there or something to make that happen? What? Yes, I did. But she's she's a good sport. She's always always been there and uh, went along with my plan. Wonderful. Well, and now who wants to kind of tell people because this is this is a a mini blueberry, um, but it is a fundraiser. And who wants to talk a little bit about what the fundraiser is all about? What, you know, you're raising funds to do what? Don't we, all of you we, speak at once. <laughs> we raise money uh, for scholarships for uh, students uh, to 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 go forth, whether to a four year college, a two year uh, junior college, uh, a vocational program, and uh, thus far we've helped over three hundred in the years that we've done this, and we have. Um, been able to raise about five hundred thousand dollars in wow. the twelve followings in the that's past. That's wonderful. Yes, it so really is. It, it, I mean, it's a, a fundraiser that students get involved with, but it ends up the money comes back to the students. It does, and and so in order to do it, we have a a, a group of soldiers there in school, <laughs> <clears throat> disciples, if you want to call them disciples. But you know, we have. It's really a good citizenship project because it today it's harder for uh, I think for uh, working husbands and wives to be involved in the Rotary or the Lions Club or or whatever group it might be, and so it's important for kids to learn about this and to perhaps build those numbers in the future. That it, you, we work for a common cause. And so we we not only raise money for the scholarships, we allow all of the groups 
uh, in the school and some of the churches in the community, they fundraise. And then they give a portion uh, of what they earn uh, back to the, to the to the main goal, which, is, again, is to, to help kids with uh, uh, scholarship. Very good. So, Van and so- Sophia, I, I assume that you guys are involved in some organizations at school that will be participating. Can you tell us what you guys have going on? Yeah, so I'm an FFA. Like I said, my dad's the, one of the ag teachers there. So I've been in FFA all four years. Um, and the FFA does a lot during following week. Um, they set up a lot of all the tents and everything outside just the entire week before. They help set up, get the lights put up in them. And then during the actual weekend of all the fun festivities that there's going on, um, they have, well, there's a mom sale in the greenhouse. And so that's going on all weekend. And then, like, so, like as soon as the festival opens and as as late as it closes, that greenhouse is open and there's kids in there <laughs> ready to help you, ready to help you pick them out, take them out to your cars, anything anyone might need. And then on Sunday... There is a kid's petting zoo and a kid's tractor pull. So those are both free. Um, and then the kitty tractor pull, we have cows, sheep, goats, bunnies, lots of just little things like that. And then the kitty tractor pull, there's three different weight divisions for kids, any kid, so they can go out and just have fun. And then we have trophies to give them. So that's really exciting. And do you guys have, do you have the tractors that they ride on? Yeah, well, we... Or do they have to bring their own tractor? <laughs> no, no, we, they don't have to bring their own. But we have someone who we reach out, out to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they come and, like, officiate it. And, like, they set everything up for us, so... Those used to be really, really popular. And they're they're probably becoming more like antiques anymore around the area. They're a little more difficult to come up with. You don't just see them on the sidewalk anymore. So. Not anymore. Okay, and Van, what do you do? All right, so I'm, I'm a part of the theater company... And so we have several different activities that we put on. So we have a little duck pond. This year we are introducing a prince and princess booth. So, like, we'll have someone – well, actually, it might just be princess. So we'll have several different um, students, and they'll dress up like a princess. Ah, So I think that's neat. And then we also sell pizza. We have, like, a little pizza booth. So – I'll be volunteering one of those days. I think it's tomorrow. <laughs> so I'll be doing that. Um, I also will be doing office help. Oh. Yeah, so just sitting in the front office. If anyone has any questions or concerns, we can answer that for them. Um, I will also be working the garage sale for a few hours. Then and that's part of the theater side of things? No, uh, that's just um, that's not The whole theater. school? Yeah, I don't. I think it's just Miss Medich that puts that together. That is a theater. Yeah. Oh. It's brand new as a theater project, and it's huge. Wow. There are a lot of garage sale items the community donates donates throughout the year, and Van's going to work a shift, and Mm -hmm. there'll be a lot of other good people working those shifts. But really, a lot of great bargains there in that garage sale. Wonderful. Is that located inside or outside? You access that from the outside. There are a number of garages that are right there with Ah. the midway, and there's a big sign up above that says 
following garage sale, and uh, it's good. It's right next to the agriculture area and near the greenhouse, so those, those activities are, are very uh, close to one another. Now, um, I, I assume the carnival, you have a big carnival come in. We do. Um, because we've been giving away wristbands for those. Um, <laughs> and so I assume that carnival basically sets up on your typical high school parking lot. The carnival does set up on the parking lot. And so it, it, this following so, uh, takes a lot of planning. Pre-planning. The logistics of yes. it are, are huge um, and very, very important to get right because our students then park. Our families and students are willing to put up with these changes for an entire week. And so sure. – um, our seniors uh, park at the uh, uh, United Methodist Church. Then our juniors and sophomores, those driving, uh, park at uh, the First Presbyterian Church. For the whole week? For the whole week. Wow. So when they arrive, and of course the principal, I'm no longer the principal, <laughs> now a retiree, but the new principal's done a good job with this, and he gets this all lined up and makes it clear and sends out um, materials and messages to the families and students of, of what we're going to do. And so it's all worked. Um and luckily, we haven't had a lot of rain because if it rains, sometimes we have to get the buses out there to uh, pick up at the Presbyterian Church and bring them. Oh, into I didn't school. think about that. Because so, yeah, they so, walk a couple blocks yeah. then, so there's a little walking to school <laughs> in this endeavor. And of nice. course, then it it affects where parents drop off their kids and where they pick up their kids and. And it's miraculous that that we have uh, been able to do this because we're kind of landlocked. Well, I, I think people they understand what a great event it is, and they're willing to, yes. you know, sacrifice for a while. Yes. Now, Rusty mentioned he thinks you have a home football game tonight. Oh, do we have a home yeah. football <laughs> it's a, game? It's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. Our, our rival, Bremen, yeah. and Bremen. They travel so well, and of course, it's really an important game with us uh, being three and two and uh, a new coach, therefore, you know, a lot of excitement with, uh, oh, yes. with athletes and families and patrons. So, um, a logistical nightmare, number yes. two, number two, because <laughs> it you know, sometimes we, we try to put the word out, particularly Bremen being a smaller community as well, um, and, and working through the athletic departments to, to notify people that, oh, when you arrive, now be prepared and be patient because you're going to see the 65-foot or 70-foot tall gondola Ferris wheel very close uh, in proximity to the football field. And so, yes, the rides are... Uh, set up in that parking lot, much of the parking lot. Now, we leave the west lot available because our buses work out of there during the week. And then, of course, we have other athletic contests mm -hmm. during this week where we have soccer or we have uh, cross country. Certainly. Or you name it. And um, it works. And, and thus far, uh, now I'll find some wood here. and <laughs> <laughs> Underneath here. Knock on <laughs> This is solid formica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, it, it, people, if people were smart from Bremen, they would like 
come over early and have dinner Wonderful. At, at the fest and then go to the football game. Great I mean, advice, Kathy. Uh, it, it only makes sense. And then actually you could probably hang around afterwards and yes. go back and have your snow cone or your cotton candy or your elephant here too so you could you know have dinner and then have dessert yes and tonight <laughs> tonight uh we have the tri kappa organization has uh the the famous pork chop dinner oh so bremen folk come on over they're yeah. pork chops and of course we sell ribeye steak sandwiches as well on the uh, midway Okay, so who, let's talk a little bit about the schedule coming up. Um, Lisa, when do things kick off? So uh, the Midway's open at 4, but it really kicks off after the Grand Parade. The Grand Parade starts at 5, uh, and actually this year we have our biggest parade yet with almost 100 participants. Oh my goodness. Um, and it's about a mile and a half. Uh, we start at Uri Middle School, and we end up just past the John Glenn High School campus at Scarborough Park there um, just down the road from the high school mm, okay so five o'clock yes now i have to ask now here you know for blueberry festival we our kids don't go to school on friday um do, do you guys have that same situation or no we're oh. in school and it <laughs> wow. works now it gets a little squirrely today uh, on the day that the event begins but um it's again miraculous to watch because that carnival started setting up on Tuesday, and then they scrub and clean and everything is put in place. And it, it it's the same carnival, different rides sometimes that you know the same one that comes here to the Blueberry Fest. So oh wonderful! It's a it's a wonderful uh, carnival, the North American Midway. So um, we don't have school on the Monday after oh okay so that's cleanup day okay so monday after and everyone looks exhausted anyway come <laughs> yes they uh, probably by are tomorrow if not by today so um but no school monday <laughs> okay so uh the parade is at five tonight and then obviously the carnival and the food vendors and all of that open the, up um and then how do how late do you go into the evening okay so um we go until 10 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow night might be a little bit later. We have fireworks that start at 9.45. So tomorrow night we'll close around 11. Um, and then Sunday we're open until 6 p.m. Very good. Uh, and I, I have to ask you guys, each one of you, what's your favorite part about the whole weekend? Is it a, a, a ride? Is it something to eat? Is it an event you go to? I can go Lisa, first. Lisa knows. <laughs> For me, I think it's it's the fellowship of seeing friends and acquaintances that you haven't seen in a while. Even last year when my husband and I still lived in, in Indianapolis, we came back for the Halloween Fest. Oh, that's great. And it was so great because we couldn't walk three feet without running into someone that we knew. You know, so it's just, it's a great weekend um, just to visit with family friends um enjoy everything that the festival has to offer because it's not just rides and food there's so many other things going on within the festival but the fellowship is probably one of my favorites okay of course and the food van <laughs> i definitely like the overall environment 
I'm not really a ride person. I've never. I kind of have motion sickness. Okay. So I don't really oh come ride on! Rides. You got to you got to power your way through that. Well, I. That's I what you got to do. Cannot do that. Oh come on! I've, okay, I've tried it before. But <laughs> yeah, it didn't right. really end well. All right. <laughs> but I definitely like the overall um, environment because I mean this only happens like once a year, and I don't really go to fairs. So just seeing that the community can come together in Walkerton is such a good. You know, it's just really nice, and the food is also great, too. Okay. And Sophie? Um, For me, I'm probably going to – I'm going to get a little bit sentimental here, but I've been going to this for such a long time and helping out just with my dad because he had been there a while, like, when they first started it. So – and I just remember, like, running around as a kid, like, running around in the petting zoo, petting all the <laughs> animals, and then – helping people with their moms, and, like, I just, I don't, it's just really sentimental for me, especially with the FFA part, just getting to do it with my dad, so I'd say that's probably my favorite part, just because even though I'm older now, like, this is my last year, it, I don't know, it tugs at my heartstrings a little bit, so, but so, it's good. Uh, next year, if you go off to college not too far away, it's like, I'm coming home this weekend. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Mr. Morton? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I have two things. One, of course, uh, apple dumplings. I was wondering if anybody was going to say that. I was that. waiting here for yes. that as yes, well. apple dumplings. <laughs> you haven't and talked about the most important thing yet. Yeah, so. the uh, people, the good folks of the Presbyterian Church have spent this week working with 35 <laughs> bushels of apples and, and uh, making homemade awesome apple dumplings and so they sell gosh seven thousand eight thousand of those uh during the weekend and that's those things are great food is wonderful as you can see um but but secondly one of the things i really enjoy and get a kick out of is just the fact that people come together and they smile and they're happy and they're having a good time celebrating life this is the first full day of fall. First full day of True, fall. This year, Feels yes. like it too. Yes, it does. And and you know, it started last night at nine o'clock, but this is the first full day and this is the day it opens. So to see the smiles it, it, it just great because you know, we have kind of a topsy turvy situation sometimes in the world and this is just this is old time America American America. And I love that. And I was a history teacher before I was a principal, and I just enjoy it. And and to see children have such a good time, and the, you know the the like I said, we have a couple of churches that uh, come on board, and so the the Pentecostal church in our community is a loving group of people. I I can't say enough about uh, that congregation, and this group puts on. A puppet show. Now that doesn't sound like much, but they're human beings that are the puppets, and it's a black light laser show, and they put this together, and it's so upbeat, and it's just it's just an incredible uh, thing to see. And we do these things in the auditorium for children. A lot of the entertainment is outside on, uh, under a big top tent. So then the other venue for or the other location for entertainment is in the high school auditorium. And there are two shows on Saturday, 1230, and I think the other's at 245. And 
that's that's a highlight for me. It's about a 30-minute show, and all mm. of this is free. Now, of course, the rides are free. And right. The, but the entertainment but is But the free. entertainment, the fireworks, the parade, and just the hello and the thank you and the smiles, all of that's free. And it's just awesome. Uh, can you guys – is there somebody that can run down some of the entertainment that will be available this weekend? Yes. So tonight, starting off at 6.15 through 7.15 – we have John Dolph coming in and performing. Music by John Dolph features classic rock covers. Oh, very good. Okay. John is a 2009 graduate of John Glenn. Ah, that's cool. He fell in love with music and performing as a member of John Glenn's marching, concert, and jazz bands, as well as the theater department. And that's then, really great. And tell a little about do you, uh, what comes after John Dolph. Um, after John Dolph, at 7.30 is the Scott Greason and the Trouble with Monday Band. And they're really something. They come from Lafayette area. Hmm. And what's, they, they were packed at the Blueberry Fest when they performed. They were here. They're, they kind of have a country flair. And um, it's a band of about five, I think, five or six. And... Uh, Scott's wife is named Marie, and she also uh, sings with him, Mm -hmm. but sings on her own as well. And she just cut an album and was released a week ago today. And what's interesting is that there's a song that they're going to kind of debut at Halloween, and the song is entitled South Bend. And the story is that, to make it very brief, the story is um, Scott and his wife, Marie, had to be separated for a while while she attended Notre Dame uh, a little later than the typical point in life. And she was there for three years. Well, they lived down in Lafayette or Battleground, Indiana, on a very small farm. And they happened to love music, and then they happened to love farming and so that struggle in their early marriage and romance i guess uh inspired this song this this fact they had to live 90 miles away from each other much of the time and so i'm anxious and i've heard a clip of it so i'm anxious to hear it and it will be um kind of debuted i guess tonight when they sing South Bend. Very interesting. And they and they were here at the Blueberry. That is so neat. And so a lot of these good folks listening heard them. Okay, and then what do you have on Saturday? So Saturday, starting at 1230, is the first puppet laser show. And they also have their second one at 245. And then at 1 p.m., we have the Sentimental Journeys Band coming in until 230. Oh, yeah. They are a 40s big band music band consisting of 20 members. They've um, originated in 1992 at Triton High School. Yeah, they're they're good. I've heard them several times. And then after that, well, during that, at 1.30, we have magician John Dudley coming in. He's been performing for 50 years and has authored two books. He provides a fun experience. And his goal is John performs magical tricks and stunts for his audience. I actually watched him this year over at the Blueberry Festival do one of his shows. So that's cool. And it's our first year to have him. Oh, wow. 
wow, yeah. good. Is he going to make the Ferris wheel disappear as part of his act? <laughs> He's going to take Mrs. Sleek here and saw her in the head. Oh, that's <laughs> worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. Okay, and then your entertainment continues on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It does. 2.30 starts the Culver Pipes and Drums. They are a band of bagpipes and drums that were formed as a marching unit at the Culver Military Academy. This group is made up of boys and girls, academy students, as well as um, academy faculty, staff, and community members. Oh, that'll be nice. Very nice to have them. And then at 3.30, we have Spitten Image coming in. Spitten Image are two of the most versatile, fun-loving, enthusiastic performers you've ever seen. With extensive and outstanding musical skills, a terrific variety of fine-tuned comedy, uh, comedy routines, sorry, Spin Image will surprise and delight the audience. Blaine and Brian Swab were born and raised and still live in Greenville, Ohio. They are I- identical twin brothers who love to sing and play their instruments as much as they love to entertain an audience. Intertwining wonderful vocal ability with excellent musicianship, and mixing it all with comedy, audience participation, and a high-energy show. Classic country and classic rock is the music that they love to perform. Cool. Okay. Um, and then the, the, you just, the entertainment goes all day it long on Saturday. Yeah. So next up, it looks like uh, you have another band that's going to be there. We have... That has a connection to the school, it looks like there. <laughs> yes, and that is Memphis Underground. They are a fun, high-energy, seven-piece, classic vinyl dance band from the South Bend area, and several John Glenn marching band students will actually be playing along with them. Wow, very good. Very neat. Um, and then the next band, it's been, a, it's been several years, um, but uh, I heard them perform here at the, our amphitheater several years ago, the Whistle Pigs. Mm-hmm. And They're actually, popular, right? Uh, actually, the, yeah. I, I suggested Laura try and get them for the Mayor's Month of Music next year. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Whistle Pigs. All right. The Whistle Pigs uh, continue the tradition of versatile music offerings, contemporary music, classic rock, jazz, rhythm, and blues. It's hard to fit the Whistle Pigs into a single category, but this is definitely a following favorite for sure. <laughs> And then Saturday night, you wrap up with some fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we we talk, the kids do a lot, the organizations at the school and organizations around the community uh, do a lot. But obviously, um, sponsorships help, you know, with following. And so your fireworks have a sponsor this year. Boy, do they. Mrs. Sleek is our leader <laughs> when it comes to the sponsorship. She's worked really hard this year. And um, she tells me the R&B Car Company will once again uh, sponsor the uh, fireworks at uh, Halloween. And they'll occur, as uh, was said earlier, at 9.45-ish p.m. Saturday night. But she can speak uh, more to the to sponsorship work, and she does a lot. For somebody coming, maybe just coming to watch the fireworks, um, because um, last year... Um, I did. I did not want to go into the festival to that 
craziness for the Blueberry Festival. So we watched from a distance. So is there some place if somebody wants to see the fireworks but they just can't take the crowd situation? Where would you suggest they maybe go in town somewhere or in the country road to see it? it that's hard to say. Uh, it, the fireworks are launched. That's a better word than yes. we often use. They're launched uh, from our right behind our baseball field. So uh, you can see them from Georgia Street. That's a, a, a good location. Um there's parking at the United Methodist Church. You might see them there. And, of course, parking at this event is at a premium. It, it's, it's again, um, not always easy, but no one really ever complains. People just find a place to park um, because there's a lot of parking at Scarborough Park, which is just up the street, and there's no charge. Um, but anywhere along there, uh, as you would look from Georgia Street to the east, um, but there are a lot of trees here and there. So, uh, it's a wooded um, area. But uh, And then if you come on the grounds, of course, you can see them from any, just about any spot on the <laughs> campus. But I don't. There are a lot of people that do. A lot of people bring their their chairs or their blankets and some people sit in the stadium um at the football stadium okay very good now uh let's talk for a minute about parking because i i see on your website and they have a really good website that gives all of this information of all of the events and that and i see that the parking is no longer available in the east lot because of uh, the size of the carnival Um, So where can people park? People can park um, at Scarborough Park, and that's just, uh, golly, two blocks maybe, uh, to the south of the high school campus. They can park at the United Methodist Church. Uh, I believe the United Methodist Church appreciates donations. Um, the Presbyterian Church has free parking. Um, there is the west lot of the high school. It's available. There also will be parking this year for $2. And that, we have a large uh, field between the United Methodist Church and some practice football and soccer fields. There's a good chunk of land there without sprinklers, heads, mm-hmm. and all of those things <laughs> that would really get messed up because of parking. But there's parking there. And the Uri Middle School oversees that, and that's a fundraiser for them Wonderful. Um, right there. And it's not – it's just a, pretty much across the street from the high school. And I would guess there'll be signage out yes. and about. Yes, yes. Um, do any of the parking lots offer – uh, a shuttle service, if you had to park further out, is there a tram or something to take you? Yes, and then we also have um, some golf carts that oh, travel great. and take people. And a lot of times what happens is that people will purchase things at, let's say, a mum. Those <laughs> yes. mums are huge that the FFA is selling, and they're only $10. Uh, Sophie didn't tell us the price, but they're I think they're $10, Sophie, right? Yeah, they're one for ten and three for twenty-seven, and they're incredible. 
And so sometimes people purchase those or they buy things at the garage sale or something we didn't mention is there are 85 crafters oh, yes. in the gymnasiums. And, you know, the, the, that's popular. That's like a huge department store. And there are all kinds of things that are for sale there that are really, really fine. And so depending on the size of the item, and sometimes people say, I need a little help. So there's so many workers that we radio each other and we have golf carts and we pick up people and people who need rides back to their cars we help them because we want everyone to be able to come it's intergenerational there are activities here for everybody and some people just enjoy sitting and having the fish fry or visiting as uh, mrs sleek said so uh, we want to help people get in and out now you know we've talked about the rides and the vendors and the entertainment um but you guys also have some athletic sporting things besides the football game on Friday night going on. So um, things where there's you know special tournaments because of this weekend. Oh yes, oh yes, Coach Coach Nadalny, he has his um, he's our baseball coach, does a great job as you're very aware, and he has a uh, an old timers. Uh, baseball tournament and and there's a home run derby and that's on saturday saturday morning um it's his birthday about right about now by the way (laughs) i think it it might even be today Uh, and um we have our senior night for the girls soccer and senior night for the boys soccer uh saturday and that's really great because we have lights and so the girls and the boys rotate each year. So this year the women are first. So they'll go at 5 o'clock, and then the men will follow just 7, 7, whatever time, 7.15. And so the lights have to come on because it gets dark about that time. And the kids love that because there's so many people that come to oh, their soccer games. Yes. And, and then they're honored as seniors. So it's really fun for them. Um and that's just before the fireworks, so that's a lot of fun. Now, the, I understand the softball uh, tournament was canceled, so I don't know really what happened there. But there are also peewee football games oh, that occur on, off. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. on the football field all weekend, different times. And, and again, people just seem to work it out so they can get there and maneuver their way in through the maze. <laughs> <laughs> that well because it's it's the thing afterwards okay after the turn after the game we'll go over to the festival and we'll grab something to eat and ride the rides and have a fun time oh yes oh, uh, you yes. know and we we talk about this but as you said fall begins and so if you're interested in decorating your home inside or outside you will find lots of items there um, to do that decorating for the fall season, too. So. Absolutely. Now, we have a blueberry stomp for the Blueberry Festival. Do you have an apple dumpling stomp or anything like that? Or? Well, it's close. <laughs> a um, pumpkin stomp? <laughs> it's close. We have a 5K, and uh, and actually it's the elementary school that oversees that, um, the running component of this on Saturday morning and um, the Walkerton Elementary School has a running club, and so they oversee this and they put this on, and that information will be online also. Um, so, Mrs. Sleek, can you talk to us about some of the sponsors to help make this all happen? 
Um, yeah, well... Two of them that we really need to mention is TCU and R&B Car Company because they have been with us from the very beginning. Um, we have a full list of all of our sponsors um, on our website, and our website is www.followingfest.com. And if you go under the Donors tab, you can review the whole list of our donors there. Uh, we also have it out on our um, Following Fest Facebook page. Um, but, yeah, we have so many great donors who have um, participated this year in sponsoring this event, large, small. Um, we have a lot of people who donate items for the raffle, which is fantastic as well. A raffle? We have many raffles, yes. Many raffles. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Um, and I, I, I did click over to um, your website just to look at your donors. I mean, you have individuals who families that are donors yes. not just mm-hmm. businesses so yeah, that's kind of a neat thing yeah not just businesses um but the businesses that we do have we thank very much um and same with individuals families and, and community members who just want to be a part and to help sponsor this great event and support our john glenn students well it it's always a you know it, it's just it's a mini blueberry it's and it, the baby blueberry it, yeah. and, right you know it may only be two and a half days, we'll say, but yep. um, if if you missed out on blueberry, here is your opportunity That's to right. all of the same time, but th- same stuff goes on. So yes. you get to do it all over again. Or if you just love it so much, this is your opportunity to come and have some more fun. Are there other things that we should mention before we let you guys go? I've got all the food. All the oh, food things. That's a great thing. So, oh, yeah. That's very important. <laughs> so kicking off tonight at 5 p.m., there's, Mr. Morton mentioned it earlier, there's the pork chop dinner. So pull, pork chop, pulled pork dinner, that's in the cafeteria tonight. There's porta pit chicken outside in the midway. Um, and then all evening there's a ribeye steak sandwiches, hamburgers, pizza, Homemade pies, homemade soups, ice cream, lemon shake-ups, all of those, and, like, the classic <laughs> carnival foods. So, so that'll be available all evening. And then tomorrow at 8 a.m., Nancy's Falcon Kitchen is working. So they're going to have breakfast from 8 to 10 and then lunch from 10 to 3. So that'll be in the cafeteria. Um, she's got, like, breakfast burritos, breakfast sandwiches, muffins, and then she's got pulled pork sandwiches. She's got... Tons of stuff. So and that's all homemade. Oh yes, it is. Oh so my check goodness! Check all that homemade. out. Yes. Um, and then at four p.m. until it's sold out is the all-you-can-eat tiner fish fry. So I know that's oh, a big hit. Yeah. So who knows how long it's going to last? As soon as it's sold out. So yeah, the tiner want... those tiner guys know how to make some fish. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. You got to get there. Um, and then on Sunday. From 1 to 5 is the chicken and noodles dinner. And that's $12 for an adult and $6 for a child. You you guys have a variety. that You know, that's I guess the food thing is a little bit different because ours, they all come there and they, they're typical carnival food yeah. things yeah. more than a sit-down meal. So you yeah. can actually come in. You, you don't have to walk around and eat your food. You can come yeah. in and sit down have cho- and have a meal. Don't have a choice of, like, deep-fried sticks or deep-fried <laughs> chairs or whatever it is they're serving. Everything's deep-fried. Uh, but you, there will be 
deep fried food out there. Yeah, oh, you gotta out, have out, a, out around the carnival get, and everything. Greece so. is one of the seven major food groups, isn't it? You gotta uh, have a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. So there will be something for everyone, whether you're a kid or probably even somebody who's watching what they're eating, being you know health conscious. You'll be able to find something. Uh, to eat. Yeah, one of the vendors, one of the vendors, you know, the concession vendors, uh-huh. uh, they sell the wraps and mm. all kinds of things that are perhaps healthier. Um, yeah, but, Maybe. Well, like, I, I consider a taco to be more healthy. Yes. So, you we know, have it's, the taco garden. You know, so, you know, like those kind of things. Something that's like real food. You know what I mean? Like pork chops and stuff like pulled well, pork, things like that. Like it's real food. covered banana be healthy? <laughs> well, if you fry oh, it. Well, oh, then you got to fry it. Okay, then you're yeah. fine. Ah. And you know the pie is all homemade from scratch. And so four kinds. Cherry, apple, red raspberry, oh. pumpkin. Oh, wow. And where do you find the pie? Is it in one of the tents out? Yes, it'll be. In fact, it's in the, I can't remember. All our tents are usually black or white because those are the school colors. And, okay. And once in a while, there's a red because we, you know, we ran out. Put we a little red. Well, one. we put a little red in with that white oh, and black. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so the athletic tent, that one you can tell because it's red. Okay. And the TCU tent's red, but all of the others are, are black and white. But there's a little tent right next to the entertainment tent, and that's where all the homemade, homemade from scratch, pumpkin, red raspberry, <laughs> cherry, and apple pie. Wow. Yes. That Only three fifty a slice. That is sounding real. Yeah, homemade. Red yeah. raspberry would be the one I would pick. Definitely. I think I'm with you on that. <laughs> Definitely. But then I'd have to have an apple dumpling, too. Oh, of course. <laughs> You'd have to. But fruit. We're talking about fruit. So that's you healthy. Go. There yeah. you go. There, there you it. go. Anything else that we need to make sure that we let folks know about? Um, I guess, you know, it, we everybody needs to realize, I mean, it's starting this afternoon. Oh, yeah. So if you're coming to the parade... You need to get up there and get your seat spot marked out um, yep. because the parade kicks off at 5. So uh, I'm sure Walkerton just kind of goes crazy with traffic. Um, do you guys end up having like one-way streets and that kind of stuff? Or is it pretty- Just sometimes bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper street. Okay. <laughs> sometimes. And sometimes they close some of the streets. You know how that's going this year. But it's pretty good this year. We don't have uh, streets under construction during That's Halloween. That's a plus. So that is a plus. But there will be streets closed for the parade to get through. So yes. when you're going up there, you're going to have to be able yes. to jockey around that a little bit. And, yes. And you people coming from Bremen for the football game tonight, you know. Be patient. Be patient, but get there <laughs> early so that you can enjoy dinner before you go to the game. Yeah. I mean, that's just, who would want to miss that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Gosh. And then take a ride on the screamer. <laughs> Do that before you eat. She did that this morning on TV. Oh, did you really? At six thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, WNDU came and they asked. Um, our principal asked some students, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll do it." And then I'm like, "Wait, what ride is it?" And I find out it's the screamer. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> but I did it anyway, and it it was fun. It was good. It went upside down many times. Did you scream? No, because I'm the kind <laughs> who 
shrivels up really small and like holds everything super tight and closes my eyes and waits for it to be over. <laughs> Just so, hurry and get this over with. And, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. So definitely ride the screamer if and, you want. And Van, I'm guessing that you did not volunteer tonight this Absolutely morning. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but and we should mention your carnival has, you know, big kid rides and little kids rides. So uh, if you've won the wristbands, that will work for if you have little students or if you have big students. Um, If you didn't win wristbands, you can buy tickets. Most rides take uh, three or four tickets uh, per ride. So you can also buy wristbands, though, um, that day, too. Yes. You're going to get a wristband? I'll have a wristband. I like the (laughs) Ferris wheel. Okay. I love to ride that gondola wheel. I don't know what it is. Well, and, and part it, of it, it is that view up on the top. The view. I mean, to you know, look down. Well, there's nothing that tall in Walkerton. So yes. you, know, you can see to everyone's home. You can see the laundry out on the, on the clothesline. There you go. No. Um, but it's fun. Well, and I know, Rusty, we talked about it yesterday. The Tilt-A-Whirl is one of the ones that we used to like. I don't yeah. know. I don't. He could do it. I'm not sure I could do it anymore. But I love the wild ones. Oh, you do. You oh, do, you do, you do you the there screamer this morning yeah. with the screamer. Well, I I actually did. Uh, we were doing a live broadcast. This has been, oh my God, thirty years ago, maybe, uh, at the uh, uh, St. Joe County Fair in in Michigan. Oh wow! Okay, or, and way so up there. Benton Harbor, I think, is where where we had to go to. But they, they we do a remote there every year, and they had a roller coaster one year, so. I'm doing my live broadcast out there, and I took a microphone and rode the uh, roller coaster with the microphone. On. So uh, you're it brave. Was, um, well, you know, I'm giving. I got to give commentary. I got to describe what's going on. So yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, uh, fun. Mine would just be probably screaming or yes. They used it, to they used to put mics on me in weird places when I lived up there, and not on my body weird places, but yeah. they would send, send me out to weird, weird places and put a mic on me. So, you know, I want to give a shout out to the the something that's unique to to the um, I guess the North Liberty area and maybe Walkerton, the potato donuts. I saw that listed uh, in yes. the food section, and there and on on the website. It does list a bunch of foods. The so. Masonic Lodge, the one in North Liberty, um, probably today, today's the day, they make all of those donuts. And they then sell them by the dozen on Saturday uh, when they open about 9.30 to 10 o'clock and beyond until they run out. And they're in boxes of a dozen. They're expensive. They're about $9, I think. But uh, I heard the blueberry donuts here were fifteen dollars a dozen. Oh, then it's a bargain. Year. So it's a bargain. <laughs> it's a bargain. Yes, following. sir. It is. Maybe it's ten. But but <laughs> have you ever had potato donuts? No, I haven't. My mom made those when I was a little boy. Really? Uh, not all the time, but once in a while. They're delicious. They're very good. They're really, Ooh. really good. They're very so unique. we have blueberry donuts. You have potato donuts. We have potato donuts. donuts yeah. But then, you know, they frost them. Sure. And so you can have a variety with chocolate frosting, vanilla Ooh. frosting, a little coconut or a little sprinkle candy on there. And he even put they even put some nuts on a couple of them. Uh-huh. You know? um, and we should mention the pay one price wristbands. Um, if you get them in advance, you only have until noon today. Noon today. To get over to the school, the high school, to get your tickets. Or? You can get them at the carnival all weekend long at, 
it is thirty dollars at the carnival, though. But you so. could go over to Oak Road, TCU. Oh, right here. Or to TCU um, in Plymouth, I'm mi- Plymouth uh, uh, off of Michigan. Plymouth. Goshen, Goshen Trail. Trail. Yeah, yes. Plymouth Goshen I get Plymouth Trail. Goshen and Plymouth LaPorte yeah, mixed up sometimes. And both uh, locations have them for $25 until noon. 12 noon. noon. So the, okay. you've got almost an hour and a half. Well, we're going to give away uh, a pair of wristbands. Uh, we've got the, our final two pay one price wristbands that we're going to give away right now. Um, Rusty, I'll let you roll a number. We've got a five again caller number five it's five seven four nine three six four zero nine six that's five seven four nine three six four zero nine six this is a fifty dollar prize folks it is um and and so you know give us a call um i want to thank you guys for coming in and spending time with us this morning this is just a fantastic event where the funds raised I love the idea that the funds raised actually go back and you encourage kids to continue their education. In this day and age, Mr. Morton, you know uh, kids need education after high school to get a decent job anymore. They do. It doesn't always have to be a four-year college, but they have to have more options. And so um, rather they go to a two-year school or rather they go to some kind of a trade school – it's expensive. And so being able to award some scholarships to students to make sure that they're going to be able to get that additional education is very important and for your community to come together and put something on and participate in something like this is really a fun and wonderful event. Thank you, Kathy. It really is. Well, uh, it's here. Okay, is this the... 11th annual in 12 years or is this the 12th annual in 13 years i think it's that i think okay <laughs> because of covid everybody knows everybody's Everything schedule is all off. messed up now but holy cow it's been that long i remember getting with you on the very first <laughs> i remember one. rusty yeah yeah it's been that long you still have a lot of hair i do not <laughs> i do not but you do i was told i should show it off since i got it <laughs> you so. ought to you need to no, that's that. I feel old now. That was we old. have come together yeah. that many times. Yeah. yeah, every year for eleven years, I guess. And always had some fine students yes. come with us, Definitely. and, and yeah. they speak so well, and it, it, it's just a joy. Yeah. Well, and it's, and I'm sure for the students, it's fun, and it's you know, you learn how to work together as a team in a different way, and and you get to participate in a lot of different events from your normal everyday routine so uh it has to be and kathy and rusty i gotta tell you this this is this is true a senior class president uh, van is the treasurer sophie's the president of the ffa but in the past the senior class president happened to come here and when he graduated he wrote me a note and he said the highlight from high school was when he came to WTCA <laughs> with me, with Miss Wood, another student, and had this experience with all of you. He oh, said wow. that was the highlight. He was a senior class president, <laughs> Sean G. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, Shane. Shane G. I'm sorry. Tell him. Tell him to give us a call. We we got some openings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a future hey, journalist yeah, right there. Oh, well. And she lives. Stay in touch. Right here. <laughs> Stay in touch. 
Well, we want to thank you guys for coming in and spending time with us this morning. We really appreciate it. It's been fun. You know, it's an event. It kicks off this afternoon. It runs through early Sunday evening. So, you know, head over to Walkerton. Rather you're going for something to eat or if you're going to actually ride the rides or just watch the parade, whatever it is. There's all kinds of fun things happening in Walkerton this weekend. All right, Rusty, let's take a break. Couldn't do that. And we'll be back. We'll take a break. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. 